What is up, everybody? Let's do a podcast. Hell, I got I, I got me a new intro. All right, and then I'll I'll introduce you. You're listening to the Rambling Matt Ramage podcast. Let's go. That seemed very loud. I don't know if everybody else. <laughs> I love it. Anyways, but the, the, there's the intro. All right, I, I'm joined today with uh, Jacob. Uh, wh- what's your last name? I, I forget. Westendorf, and it's hard yeah. to pronounce. So Westendorf. All right. No, I, I know it. I know it. But he's the host of the Jamal Williams show. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and the Jamal Williams show got Jamal in a little bit. I wouldn't say trouble, but a little bit of a, he was a talk of the town. Yeah, it was, uh, it became something way more than we ever, we didn't think, you know, we shared the clip obviously after we said it, cause we thought it was funny and we thought, I mean, we know him a little bit after getting to talk to him for the last month or so. And uh, we were just like, okay, everybody will realize he was joking. Uh, it was not, um, I've thought this for years and I've learned it even more. So Tom Brady fans are the plague. Just the worst people on the planet. I hate him. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I totally agree. Dude, I was arguing with people on like ESPN's Instagram posts. And people were talking about, I can't believe he said that. This, and I was like, dude, they took the quote. They didn't watch the video. Right. Because the video, he's like petting a dog. You know, he's sitting <laughs> like an evil villain, right? But he's laughing. And what did you guys ask him to, so to get that happened? quote? Okay, so before that, we were talking about he's friends with Ronald Jones, the running back for Tampa Bay. They have the same trainer, Luke Neal. And they were just talking about how when they got Tom Brady, he said, oh, Rojo, he's talking a bunch of shit. We got this new quarterback. You know, he's got we got Tom Brady. You guys don't blah, blah, blah. And I was like, OK. So I was like, so just to be clear, Jamal. And it was like, I thought I was being clear that I was joking with him, too. I was like, whose quarterback is better? Yours or Ronald Jones's. And Jamal just kind of chuckled and went, come on, man. Like and then he kind of went into what it was. And he made a little bit of fun of Tom Brady forgetting that there's four downs before you turn the ball over. So it was clearly a joke, but Brady fans have to, the thing about Brady fans with me is this. It's not that they think he's the greatest quarterback ever. It's that they need you to think that he's the greatest (laughs) quarterback ever walks on water, burps babies, and is the cause for the cure of cancer someday. Like he is just does no wrong, whatever, whatsoever. And like I said, Jamal was just, he made a joke and that's all it was. And when we talked to him yesterday before the show, that's all I said was it was a joke and I didn't think it would happen the way that it was. But unfortunately Brady fans ruined some of it. He had to do some different stuff with his social media and everything like that. And now it's a little less fun for some people. Well, that's the thing they like, dude, dude, Jamal Williams is the, the least hateful person like in right. the whole on the earth, like dude spreads love everywhere he goes. Like, that quote irritated me because I, I dude, I love Jamal Williams. He's like one of my favorite humans on the planet. And like that quote, nobody posted the video. Like very few people. I, I, I saw that quote everywhere. I saw very few video clips of it. But like, dude, this is the shit that Aaron Rodgers has been talking about, like with mm-hmm. the media, of uh, how they take something like, uh, it wasn't a big thing and then they shrunk it down but it was it was if you watched the video they didn't post the video for a reason 
And a lot of them didn't give Game on Wisconsin credit. So shout out to Game on Wisconsin. Got the Jamal Williams show. And we'll talk about that in a minute, like how you guys are uh, doing shit for charity. But uh, they, if they showed the video, then they would have – everyone would have seen that it was a joke. Like, dude, like, like I said, dude, he's sitting there petting his dog, whatever he's doing. He's – dude, this is a fun show. They're doing it for charity. Like, what's the charity that, that you guys are benefiting for Jamal's show? So it's Jamal's personal charity. It's called the J Swag Daddy Swag Bag Giveaway. And to date, as of 8 o'clock on October 21st, we've raised $4,000 in a little less than a month since we've started doing the show. So that's been awesome. It's been a lot of fun. The funny part is we had a few places, and it was very simple. We had a couple places. Uh, Good Morning Football reached out to us and asked if they could use the clip. And one other place in Boston asked if they could use the clip. And <laughs> I didn't feel too great about that one, but all we ever said was it's fine. Use the clip. All we ask is that you bring up the fact that this show is for charity and we gave him the link and everything like that. And to my knowledge, both places at least said that this was a charity related show. So that helped. But yeah, the part that started to bother me was when like, I don't care. We don't need credit for getting the quote. Cause like I said, that wasn't the point of the show anyways. Yeah. But when, Mike Florio from pro football talk is quoting it and saying it came from the New York post. Like it's just blatantly inaccurate. Like, I don't care that you didn't credit us, so to speak. It's just that you gave credit to a new site that had nothing to do with it and didn't even bother to like mention anything about it. So I don't know. The whole thing was just, it, it blew up more than we ever thought it would. And thankfully we've been able to raise some money for charity and, Unfortunately, it came on the heels of the Packers getting their ass whipped. So <laughs> hopefully uh, it's water under the bridge and something we can all kind of just move on from. Maybe they'll play again in the playoffs. But I can promise you if they play again in the playoffs and we have a show with him, I will not be asking him a word about anything like that. <laughs> no, yeah, dude, that shit like all week. has been, Dude, I was arguing people on Instagram like all week about it. But like, dude, dude, it wasn't like that uh, at, like at all. Anyways, let's talk about this win. Or, or, or this loss. <laughs> I'm I'm just used to saying that. No, but, uh, dude, so much hate has been coming on the Packers. Like, this week. Uh, dude, Colin Cowherd. First of all, Colin Cowherd is the most flip-flopping dude. Like, I, I, I don't watch him, but, like, if he's on TV, I'll turn it on. But most of the stuff I see is, is on clips. And But, like, it seems like last week everyone was saying Aaron Rodgers, MVP candidate. Aaron, you know, the Packers, will they be stopped? You know, the, the, the offense is ridiculous. I've been yelling at myself. And as soon as they catch a catch an L, like, dude, everyone just, like, turned on them. Like, dude, the, the hate for the Packers this week has been, like, an insane, and it's driving me nuts. Yeah, you got to have some. And I give Coward credit. I don't watch his show. I never have, and I never will. But I give him credit from the standpoint of he does a three-hour solo show every single day. You can't have a lukewarm opinion when that is your business, right? It's not like he could say, oh, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers, the game didn't go that well. We'll see what happens this week and move on to the next topic. He'll run out of things to talk about in five minutes if that's the case. That being said, it is hard to take him seriously when you go from, yeah, find a weakness in this Packers team. I can't spot one to Aaron Rodgers is a total loser. When the going gets tough, he bails. And we're completely ignoring the fact that two years ago against the Bears defense that finished number one in the NFL that season, if I'm not mistaken, Rodgers led a 20 to nothing comeback on a broken leg. 
Yeah. Like to tell me this dude doesn't care or stops caring when they're losing. That's garbage. You know, the fourth quarter comeback thing, there's so much that goes into that. And society, we give all the credit to the quarterback for everything. Here's the thing. 28 to three in the Super Bowl, right? Tom Brady, the Patriots make that huge comeback. You know what else had to happen for that to happen? The Patriots had to stop the Falcons from scoring the entire rest of the game. And they did. But we don't even talk about that because it's all about Tom Brady and he did it. Whereas if the final score of that game is 42 to 21, we're talking about how Tom Brady couldn't get it done. Well, actually, the way that probably would have gone is Tom Brady's defense stunk because (laughs) the rules that apply to Aaron Rodgers apparently don't apply to the golden boy out while down there in Tampa, it would have been out there in new England. I, I don't like it. It's, it's why, you know, I, I don't watch those shows. I I've made the joke before I've it's I've struggled to adhere to it lately, but if you retweet skip Bayless or Colin Cowherd or somebody like that, I automatically unfollow you. I have them dudes muted and blocked and all that shit for a reason. <laughs> I don't want that garbage in my timeline. And there's so much good content that you don't have to consume that stuff. Like there's so much good stuff that you don't have to find the drivel that is those shows. Oh yeah. I, I, I totally agree. Cause I, I've been saying this like this week, it's like, there's so many people who like cowherd and like, like all these guys, like I, I don't hate cowherd. Like I just don't watch him because he's a, like dude, if Rogers is doing great, he'll, he'll, he'll say it. He'll be like, yeah, Rogers is the greatest thing in the world. But if he loses like that next week, then he's, he'll, he'll just bury him. But like, with that, like, there's so many good people. Like, game on Wisconsin. Like, you guys have, you guys just shit out content. <laughs> I don't mean to say it like, but like, there's so much content, right? You got right. Cheesehead TV. There's so much shit. Like, we don't need these big famous people or whatever you want to say. Like, these people who are just thrown at us. Like, we don't need them anymore. Like, in 2020, like, you don't need like to watch FS1 or ESPN. Like there's certain people like uh on Twitter that you could follow to get the get the news because obviously we're not in the in the press conferences and all that. And there's very good people that you can w- follow on Twitter and to watch those things. But like dude, now in, in today's age, like dude, you don't need to follow the trash. Like you could just there's so many people covering the Packers who do it so good and beat writers too. I'm not shit on like all beat writers. Because there's so many that they, they, they do it so good, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I don't watch FS1 like at all. Like, I, there's not one show like FS1 does not come on my TV ever because I, I feel like it's all trash. It, it's not just the Packers, but like with every team, I feel like they like this team or they hate that team, and it just it's just drivel to me. And I, I I don't I don't watch it. It just I don't know. But dude, I'm sick of hearing like the shit that, that like all day long. I was thinking about. It. I was like, I'm gonna do this show tonight, dude. I'm so sick of hearing like Rogers. They're praising him all last week. He's the man. The offense, not just Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones. Uh, how he played against. Uh, how Aaron Rodgers played against the you know w- w- without Devontae Adams, without Al Lazard, just dominated. You know, I, I get it was the Falcons. And then they're like, oh, the first good team. But here, here's the thing. The the Vikings, when they played them, were the great team. Like everyone's like, oh, the Vikings are gonna win the division. Not everyone, but there's some people saying Vikings that was the most complete team in the division, right? Yeah. That's and what then, they said. And then after the Packers beat them, what happened? Oh, the Vikings are trash, which they are. <laughs> we we learned since then. But then it was who did they play next? Uh, Detroit. 
Yeah, Detroit. And that was like the up and coming team. Yeah, so they're like, oh, Detroit always got the package number, and then the Packers play them. What happened? Then they're like, oh, well, Detroit's trash. And then uh, who New was Orleans? it before? Yeah, yeah, it was New Orleans. No, Drew Brees, baby. Like, oh, the the Saints are the first test, the first real test for the Packers, and the Packers dominated. And then they're like, oh, the Saints suck. Falcons, everyone said, suck going in. So that was like the the easy game, but like that. If the Packers would have dominated the Buccaneers, I have no. Everyone would be like that. Buccaneers are trash because it doesn't matter who the Packers beat after the game, they're trash. Packers get no credit for nothing. And you know why? A large reason those teams are as bad as, especially Detroit and Minnesota, is because Green Bay destroyed them. Like those first two games. If Minnesota wins that first game of the season, they're having a different year. If Detroit is able to come in early and beat Green Bay, they're having a different year. There's so many different things. And New Orleans was the team that, oh, Green Bay, they're not going into New Orleans and winning. They're not beating Drew Brees and Sean Payton. There's no way. They can't do that. And what they do, it was a 10-point game until they kicked a garbage field goal at the end to try and get an onside kick. Green Bay won that game, and it never felt like it was something they were not in control of. So... I don't know what it is. I don't know if Matt LaFleur pissed in somebody's Cheerios. I don't know if it's because Aaron Rodgers doesn't necessarily have some nice things to say about the people that cover the team all the time. Although you can see Rodgers likes or he'll do things with people he respects. He's on the Pat McAfee show. That's not McAfee's part of the media. Now I know he used to be a player, but he's done interviews with Kyle Brandt and guys from the ringer and he does things. It's just when you talk about certain he's, and he's talked about this for years, the shock jock shows that we're talking about. I can't blame him one bit for being upset with some of the things he's talking about. And you've got people think of it this way, Matt, you've got some family issues and they come to light on national television, the way Rogers is did. And you have people debating on national television on ESPN and Fox sports about how maybe you're playing poorly and you need to call your parents. And because you're estranged from your family, like stuff that's none of our goddamn business, quite yeah. frankly. Can you imagine having that debated? Why the hell would I trust anybody like that? Oh, yeah. And, like, there was a story that came out. I forget who wrote it. It said, uh, basically, it was saying, now we get why Jordan Love got drafted after Rogers Stinker. Like, those those stories, like, like I, I called it trash on Twitter. I was like, dude, I, I, don't, I don't mess with clickbait. And I get... Dude, I'm starting to understand that even that press conference with, with, with Aaron Rodgers, I forget who asked the question, but there were some terrible questions. Because I, I get being um, like Aaron Rodgers needs to be held to a high standard. And he says the same thing. Like, dude, he, he didn't play well. The Packers did not play well on Sunday. That's obvious. But, like, the questions they ask, they're just looking for a clip. They're looking for, like, a reaction. It's like I think someone asked, uh, did did – did teams figure you out? And he's like, one in five teams figured me out or figured the offense out. Obviously, they did. The Buccaneers played great. The defense played great. They had our number. And, but like, dude, like, it's not the end of the world. Like, it's one loss. It's one loss. And like, people, like, even fans, media, whatever, everyone's losing their mind. And I get it. It was the first, like, people say it's the first real team that the Packers played, but it's only the real team the Packers played because we lost. If the Packers win that game, everyone's calling Tampa Bay trash because they were three and two. If the Packers win and win handedly, like they did 
most you know the rest of the season the buccaneers go to three and three everyone says the buccaneers are trash packers w- would get no credit for that so like i don't know i just think it's overreaction that's what it is if if they would have won like 45 10 or like the score is reversed everyone would be saying oh the packers super bowl this and that you know and then if they lose to the texans it would have been like the the, the same reaction like i'm not worried because the Packers schedule gets easier. Everyone can say what they want. Like, oh, the Packers haven't beat anyone, this and that. But, like, they have some easy people. They're going to get healthier. They're going to get better. And I think their record is going to improve a lot. And uh, I'm not sure the Buccaneers are going to be a threat come playoff time. They might be. You know, it depends how how they play. And especially with, like, the COVID shit. Like, who, who knows who's going to be available, who's not. So, like, I – you know, they got their ass beat. And I'll admit it. Like, people call me a homer. Like, yeah, I am a homer. Dude, I'm the biggest homer ever. <laughs> Dude, I will defend the Green Bay Packers like I defend my mother. All right? <laughs> you talk shit about the Packers. You know, but but they lost. And they deserve to lose. I mean, the Buccaneers played better. But, like, I'm not. The sky isn't falling. No, and we act like that the Super Bowl can be won in February. I mean, Matt, you're, you were around, obviously. They won the Super Bowl 10 years ago. And when they did, they lost in October to a really bad Miami team at home. They lost to Washington on the road. They lost both of those games by field goals. They had a 19 penalty game against the Bears that year. They lost to Detroit on the road. They scored three points in Detroit while Rodgers got concussed, left the game and everything like that. That team won the Super Bowl. And then you see the following year, obviously. They go 15-1. They blow through the regular season. And what happens in the playoffs? They're one and done. Like people act like the Super Bowl is won at one point. Kansas City last year was not as good in October as they were in February. And I agree with Kenneth right here. The Packers normally win a lot of games. And that's why when they lose one, it's almost like here's my opportunity to talk a little bit. And my buddy Ross over at Packer Report says it all the time that like there's still 32 of 32 when it comes to markets. And I think there's some thoughts in the back of these reporters and media members head that I don't want to travel to Green Bay, Wisconsin in the middle of January or February or whenever the playoffs are played this year to cover a playoff game because it's really freaking cold in the middle of February (laughs) in Green Bay. Why would I want to be at a game that's in the middle of below zero when I could be in Tampa when it's 60 degrees? Like there's so much happening. There's so many things that'll change between now in January, when the playoffs start, very rarely is the best team in September also the best team in January. There's a lot of different things that'll change. And maybe they'll see Tampa Bay again and they'll get another chance at some redemption. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, like you look at that Super Bowl 45 team. Like, dude, nobody thought. I did not think the Packers were going to Super Bowl that year. Like, dude, there were so many injuries. There's so much things that Like, dude, the, the Green Bay Packers' best teams did not win a Super Bowl. Like, I mean, Super Bowl 31, that was a great-ass team. But, like, w- with Rodgers, like, dude, he had so many great teams that just didn't do it. So, like, you never know. Like, dude, I, I always have faith, dude. I'm the most positive Packer fan of all time. And people got mad at me, like, this year or this week because I was like, I was like, well, you know, it, it's a lot. of like, why can't you just be negative for one day? Like, they got their ass whooped. They got this and that. I'm like, dude, like, it's one game. Like, no, they go on a three-game streak where they just – if they lose to Houston next week, which is not going to happen. Like, dude, people, people like, love saying this aged well because I don't delete any posts. Like, on Instagram, <laughs> I don't delete shit. Like, if I talk shit, I said I made a post and I said 
the Buccaneers will be three and three. Like, and dude, that if go on Instagram and read those comments, <laughs> people are filling them up. Like those, and I'm like, dude, I don't delete posts. I'll even comment back and be like, yo, like yo, I was I, I was wrong. I, I I don't know. I wouldn't say I was wrong. I'd be like, that shit happens, dude. Like, you're gonna have a flaky game every dude. First of all, like, how many people said the Packers go fourteen and two? 13 and 3, 12 and 4. Well, how do you get to 13 and 3 without losing a game? You know what I mean? So, like, I, I, I won't take credit. I think Maggie Loney, or what's her name? I, yeah, I, I, Maggie Loney. Yep. All right. I don't, I don't, I don't want to butcher her name. She said that. I saw it on Twitter, but that's so true. How do you go 13 and 3 without losing a game? Nobody thought the Packers were, were going to go 16 and 0, even though I predict the Packers win every week. But, like, I know the Packers ain't going 16 and 0. But that offense is so good. I think it'll get right back on track. I'm not concerned, dude. I'm jacked for the season still. Like I, I, I had Alex on here for the post game show. Alex Strofe from Game On Wisconsin, and uh, we were talking about like, dude, everything gonna be all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, dude, I, dude, I, I'm, I'm still jacked. I'm, I'm a little buzzed up too. I can't see why you wouldn't be though. Like, why would one game completely ruin my excitement for what they've done through? The- because honestly, if you think about it, if I bet you, if you pulled all these people that were pissing and moaning about, oh man, what you know, we're gonna lose, or you know, I'm so mad that we lost, blah blah blah. If you had pulled these people at the beginning of the season, and said after the Tampa Bay game, so after five games, what do you think Green Bay's record is going to be? I would bet you a vast majority would say three and two, two and three but I'm going to guess a lot yeah. of them weren't going to say four and one or five and oh. And it's funny to me when people at the beginning of the season, you predict that they're going to lose a game. And I would bet you a lot of people probably thought they were going to go down to Tampa and get beat. You predict that they're going to lose that game. So you're kind of expecting that anyways. And then when they do lose, you act like that a zombie apocalypse just happened. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. Cause most people I, I talked to like before the season, they they were all saying, "Well, they're going to lose that game, Tampa." Everyone expected Tampa to be better than actually than they are record wise. So it's like, like I don't know. But I I actually want to ask you this. Everyone's been talking about this today. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, and my answer is hell no. No. Because they, dude, the receiving group is not the issue. Like obviously last week, uh, but I, I still don't think it's the receiving. There's no time. Bakhtiari got hurt. The offensive line just did not hold up like it normally does. And like 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 I said, people ask me, like, what do we have to do to beat Brady, to beat the Buccaneers' offense? You got to get in his face. We didn't do that, but the Buccaneers did get in Rodgers' face. I don't care who the quarterback is. could be the greatest quarterback of all time or, the, you know, Mitch Trubisky. If you get in his face, they're not going to play well because that's – look at uh, – the Giants, how, how they won the Super Bowls against Brady. What they do, defensive line got in his face. They didn't get in Brady's face, so Brady had time. And, and Brady didn't have a killer game. Brady didn't have like a, you know, Hall of Fame game like like he has many times before. No, my guy at Lockdown Packers, Peter Bukowski, said after the game, if I had told you that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were basically non-factors and that Brady threw for 160 yards – you would have probably told me that the Packers won 38 to 10, right? It was just kind of a weird game. It's like, what is it Roger said after the game? That shit happens. Like it's football. Shit happens. It, it does. And that that's the thing. Like, when Rogers threw the pick six, which doesn't happen, like Rogers, I think, and I think that's his third pick six in his career. If I'm second right. in Tampa Bay. 
Yeah. And Brady threw two this season. I'm not saying like that. It means anything. I like Brady. Like, first of all, pe- people always say, people have been saying, only, you're a Brady here. Like, I actually like Brady. I think he's a good dude. He, uh, I follow him on Instagram. He seems like a nice guy, but not last week. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Because like, dude, I'm really not a Brady hater. Like I, I actually, I think he's a good dude. I, I, and they're friends. I, that's why I think that it's funny because fans will go nuts. Ah, I hate Brady. Or I hate Rogers and that, but they are friends. They're uh, a lot of quarterbacks. are. I don't know. Let's see what it is. Okay. What about this? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this. What is oh, Rogers made some comments on the Pat McAfee show about Sue? Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what they were because I was sober then. But uh, dude, yeah. there's definitely because because he was saying that he kind of expected to meet him after the game, not to fight. Because Rogers been clearly, like, I'm not trying to fight this dude. But like they obviously they were comparing to like Brett Favre, Warren Sapp type of thing. But that was love, I think. Maybe not at the beginning with with Farvin uh, Warren Sapp, but they ended up becoming friends. I'm not sure Sue and uh, Rogers can become friends because he took some dirty hits over the years, not just on Rogers but his teammates. Oh, and Rogers talked about that. He was like, you know, he had the one year, and it was very. He was being very sarcastic about it. He's like, oh yeah, he had the frozen feet, stepped on my calf because he didn't know what that was. That was injured. He stomped on one of my teammates. You know, he ended up talking about how good of a player he is and blah, blah, blah. But you can tell when those guys play each other, they don't like each other. And that's no. fine. I kind of like that personally. You know, I, yeah. I I understand and I respect the idea that most of these guys have either played with each other to some degree and they're all friends. But I kind of like that old school, I hate you in the middle of the game or something like that. Because these are two teams that are fighting, you know, for a playoff positioning, maybe a Super Bowl type of appearance. I want there to be that dislike. You know, I loved it when Rodgers and Richard Sherman would go back and forth between the two of them. That stuff was fun because it's like, as a fan, you want to have a reason like to hate the other dude's best guys, right? Like you want to be like, yeah, man, forget that dude. Like I hate him too. It kind of sucks when you're like, man, I just kind of like him. Like he's a cool guy. Like, (laughs) yeah. Like, like, like like next week when the Packers play the Texans, I like JJ. I love JJ. I love JJ. JJ. To me, is Wisconsin. So, like, well, next week I won't because, like, I'll take a temporary time off from loving me some JJ Watt because I want him to hit my quarterback. But, like, I love that. Like, Brian O'Larkin one time said, I hate the Packers. Like, oh, I love that shit. People are all mm-hmm. mad. Like, I can't believe he said that. Like, he plays for the Bears. Why wouldn't he say that shit? Dude, I, dude, Brian O'Larkin, I respect him, but, like, I hate him at the same time. Sports wise, because people people get it confused. Like when I say I hate a guy, I don't hate him personally. I'm not wish bad at his family. Like, dude, this is all sports. Like, dude, but I I love that Brian Lecker hates the uh hates the Packers, and I love that Warren Sapp, Brett Favre, like in your face, boom. You know what I mean? Like that, dude. Rivalry should mean something. I thought it was interesting that Rogers mentioned that the Lions. He he felt like that rivalry is more than uh. Which makes sense because Sue was there. Yeah. And Kyle Vandenbosch, we talked about on the show too, is just kind of off. And with Jim Schwartz there, they just, they're the perfect little brother team, right? Like, but they're kind of like the scrappier little brother, not like the Vikings. Cause the Vikings have little brother syndrome too, obviously. Yeah. But the, the lions are a little scrappier about it. Like, Oh yeah. They come ready. 
I'm the little, like there's the little brother who just like kind of cowers into a ball when you stand up back to him. That's the Vikings. And then there's the little brother who, that when they fight, they kick you in the nuts. That's the lions. Yeah. All right. So I know that, that you had to get going cause you have your own show, but check out, uh, Jacob Westendorf. Yeah. Right? Got it. The, the Jamal Williams show every Tuesday at six o'clock PM yeah. on game on Wisconsin. And if you can't find game on Wisconsin, Message me, tweet me, whatever you got to do. I'll send you a link. The Game on Wisconsin does great stuff. They got the Jamal Williams show. They got a lot of good stuff. So uh, I appreciate you stopping by, man. Yeah, thanks, Matt. I appreciate you having me. And uh, I hope you remember uh, when you're sober that you said you were stopping by our postgame show on Sunday. So I'll hey, see you then. <laughs> I will be there, man. I appreciate your time. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. What is up? Mr. Josh Moser. I got Josh Moser in the building, baby. What's what up, brother? Are Walk you drinking? Are you drinking? No, uh, unfortunately, coffee. So, <laughs> all right. Baseball fans have got the World Series on Fox 11. So, the news is after the baseball game. So, decided to pop home for a little bit and watch it from here. And uh, got to pop back to the news station here, a couple innings. There we go. So, Josh Moser taking time out of his day. Watching the world, I, I I thought you were chugging like a forty ounce for a minute. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> man, it's been a while since I've had a forty. <laughs> Edward Scissorhand days, man. You got to go back like, oh, nice, man. That's, that's ten years plus. I remember those days, <laughs> Edward. The duct tape over on the floor. Long time ago, everybody had one of those nights. If you didn't, Dude. there's still time. There's still time. Hey, I'll do it right now. I uh, I don't have a forty, but uh, I'm drinking my beer. All right. So hey, you got your Packers helmet. We're good to go. We're good to go. All right, let me get this drink. And I'm gonna ask you some questions. This is some hardball questions, right? All right. No, I appreciate your time. Uh, so obviously, like last week, that was a rough game to watch. <laughs> like that, that was tough. So, is there any good news? Like, I heard Lazard is like somewhat appearing in practices. Like he's stretching or whatever. So what what can we expect from Lazard? Like, is there a timetable at all on him or is it just kind of a, there is. Um, so he, he's got a couple more weeks, so you have to be on the IR for at least three weeks. So he's getting close and you really got to look at this as four quarters in a season. You always break it down by four games. So now you're in the, the second quarter, if you will, right now you're four and one realistically, you know, you've got the bears, you still play them twice. So you're good, but you want to be healthy and playing your best football in November and December. So right now, you're going up against a Texans team that's struggling on the road, and you want to come out of there as healthy as possible. This is a game that you should win. David Bakhtiari, to me, though, when you talk about injuries, he's the biggest question mark. Arguably the best left tackle in the league, dealing with a chest injury. Malafleur hasn't talked much about it. It's only Wednesday, though, so it's early. Uh, Tyler Irvin's still dealing with that wrist. Hopefully they get him back, but... It's it's real early. There we go. My Edward Forty hands. Bring it in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, I got those questions. Appreciate that. It's been he knows. Oof. That next day though, that that stuff runs through you, man. That's a, that's a rough morning on the on the back end there. Dude, I remember. Like, I'll just tell the story real quick because there was a guy that used to live down the street from me. I was like nineteen, twenty. I just moved in with my wife. We just started uh, dating or whatever. Whatever we just started, we just moved in together. And this guy down the street was like, "Hey, if you ever want a forty, you buy me a forty, and I'll buy 
I'll buy you whatever you want. I was like, all right, cool. So we used to go to this guy's house and just have him buy us 40 ounces. And we would just get hammered. I forget how old we were, like 18, 19. I just met my wife. Or I didn't just meet her. I just moved in with her. And uh, Lockdown dude. early. Nicely done. <laughs> dude. I'm like I'm like a, a good NFL team. Like you know, you, you know what you want. You got to sign them early, long term. That's right. You need your first round pick. Locked up. I love it. No, but uh, so you mentioned. Or you gotta show her that. <laughs> I will. She doesn't watch my shit, so I can say anything about my wife I want. <laughs> no, but uh, double-edged sword right there. Good luck. Yeah, it is. Her friends might watch, but uh, <laughs> don't be telling me like, he mentioned you on the podcast. <laughs> no, but uh. What about David Bakhtiari? Like, what do we like? I, I haven't heard like like you mentioned. They're very close to the vest with it, but during the game, I was I ain't gonna lie, I was hammered. Like people always ask me, like, what do you think about the third quarter of this play? I'm like, ah, I was drunk as shit. I don't watch film like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. I watch the game. It, first of all, in a loss, I'm not rewatching that. But uh, like, what is the injury? And like, what do you think is like? What do you think? Well, they said chest and, you know, it's Wednesday and, you know, after knowing David Bakhtiari for five years, that guy's a warrior. And I mean, he plays through so much stuff and for him to come out of the game one says a lot. Greetings from South Texas. Go Pat go. There we go. Um, so we're talking about practice to Wednesday. Sunday's a long way away and you know that he wants to be out there. So I, I'd be very curious to see where we are later in the week, but he's going to go. But, I mean, that's Aaron Rodgers' blind side, and you can't have a situation that you had last week with J.J. Watt on the edge this week. I know Watt has struggled this year a little bit, but, I mean, he's the three-time defensive player of the year for a reason. And, man, Dodgers just can't get anything going right now. But – um you know, you got to keep Aaron Rodgers upright, and we've seen him get out of the pocket. That's where he's been magical and kind of these off-scripted plays. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, you're worried about keeping Rodgers healthy. But if you look at this stretch, these next four games, I believe it's it's this game. You've got the Vikings. You've got the Jaguars coming up So, uh, in San Francisco on that short week. So these are winnable games. And realistically, I mean, you want to get to seven wins here in this next stretch. And I, I think they can do that and they can go three and one. And then you're looking, you know, realistically at seven and two through nine games. And, you know, that's sitting pretty uh, goals to win the division. And then, you know, hopefully more from there. And as we've talked about only one bye this week with the new playoff format. So, you know, we'll see what happens, but it's week to week with injuries. That's the NFL and the roster changes so much. And uh, we'll see what Goody can do. They have a little bit of cap money. I'm curious to see if they get these deals done. Kevin King would be great to get back. He was limited in practice today. So there you go, Chris. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm with you. He's a big piece. And I'm really curious to see if they sign him long term. If you look at the history, they let corners walk. Uh, Casey Hayward, Micah Hyde, even though he's a kind of hybrid safety. So I'm curious to see if they keep King on a big time deal with Bakhtiar needing to get signed. Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, Corey Lindsley. It's a big free agent class, but got to get through January, hopefully into February. And then I can figure all that stuff out. So, what's up with King? I don't, like, what? is he going to be out long term? Like, uh, he, he was limited in practice today. Um, I did not go to practice today. Um, so, we just kind of have a little bit of information from what and Lafleur talked before practice. So, and they're going to keep it close to the vest. But I mean, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah, a good piece. We'll know later in the week. Um, you know, I think you get a better feel. 
But now with these Zoom interviews, it's, it's different because in the past, you could go in the locker room, you can talk to whomever you wanted. Now the package is like, okay, you get this guy, this guy, and you know they definitely have a little bit of method to their madness. Um, but I definitely miss going inside the locker room. But to me, that's my favorite part of the job is just getting in there and Oh yeah, dude, that'd be that'd be awesome. I wanna I wanna throw this one up here, Josh. Would you watch a live stream with me and Matt doing Edward Forty Hands? I I I I'd tune in for that. Uh, we 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 could chat. No, could chat. I dev I definitely want. I, I might have to do that. I, I might have to do that. And yeah. uh, should do I'll, it in a hot tub in front of Lambo. Get it sponsored by Miller Lite. Figure it out, and you know, make a big thing out of. It, donate some money to charity. You know, turn into a big event. Yo, Cheesehead TV has that uh, house across the street. Maybe I'll yeah. link up with them. Yeah, get <laughs> Let them do something. Come on now. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. Hey, I, I got uh, Banky coming on my uh, my show next week. Nice, man. You're just lining it up. Ramage doing some damage. <laughs> Ramage doing some damage. So, like, is there anything else that, that you can tell? Any, any breaking news that you just want to push on my show? Ooh. Um... Well, I mentioned that Aaron Jones moved into Tremont Williams' house, so that means Tremont is most likely not coming to the Packers now. That that, that is not, interesting, though. Be, be, yeah. Besides, like, cause I love Tremont Williams. Everyone loves yeah. Tremont Williams, but that, that's probably not going to happen. He's not going to come back. But just the fact that Aaron Jones moved into his house. I moved in my, to my mother-in-law's house one time, and I thought that was weird. So, <laughs> so Aaron Jones moved into Tremont Williams' house. I wonder if he's looking for a roommate. I mean, I'm married, but, like, I, I – I could I could convince her like yeah her. <laughs> I mean you're you're gonna have to talk to uh you know his parents that are there Alvin his brother is there in town working out his girlfriend Crystal he's got new baby boy Aaron Jones Jr. so Burgess his mom man she's fun though that's a fun yeah family. so you're saying it's not gonna happen for me <laughs> you know so you're saying there's a chance you know you, you never know so uh, have I, I want to ask you this have you heard I talked about it. With, with my last guest, because he's one of the hosts of the Jamal Williams show. Yeah. So you've seen these quotes, right? What he said about Brady. Yeah, my quarterback, you know, knows what fourth down is. From yeah. Last week. Have you seen? Because do you follow Game on Wisconsin? A little bit. I might have missed it. Yeah. So what it was is like this video. Uh, they they do a Jamal Williams show, and it, it's for charity that. They have a GoFundMe. They raise money for uh, Jamal's charity. I think it's Coat for Kids kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, they raised like $4,000 doing this show. Okay. But like that video of when he made that quote, he dude, he's sitting back in a chair. He's petting this little dog he's got, you know, because Jamal Williams is not hateful. And then they asked him, I think, it, what is it, Ronald, Ronald Jones? Ronald Jones? Yeah. that That's his guy over on the Bucks. Yep. Him and Jamal are friends. So yep. I asked them, who has the best quarterback? They're joking, you know what I mean? Sure. And then Jamal said, I know my quarterback knows when it's fourth down. Yeah. But, he, but he's patting a dog and laughing as he says it. And then ESPN and everyone picks it up and they kind of make it into a big thing. Yeah. But that's, like, that's, yeah, it's out of context. And, and we see this more and more happen, especially with the Colin Cowherds of the world and, you know, people looking for a headline. And, you know, there's a way to do journalism and then there's a way not to do it. And when you start getting that clickbait type stuff, you know, um, teach their own, you know, but I mean, I know the way that I want to do it and that's the way I'm going to continue to do it. And, you know, it's unfortunate when situations like that happen. And, uh, you know, but at the same time, you know, if you're Jamal Williams, like, you know, maybe any publicity is good publicity. 
Yeah, you know, I'm all for having fun and, you know, doing it the right way. But, you know, you want to set it up right and you don't want to mislead anyone. And that's where, you know, I feel like journalism's needed, especially in this age where, you know, anybody can do a podcast, anybody can do a blog and you can spout off all your opinion. And, you know, you're I feel like at the end of the day, people really want truthful information and I'm all for having fun and and doing it. But you don't want to put somebody, you know, words in someone's mouth. And I can tell you, as an you know. When you talk to the athletes, and if you make something up about them and they find out about it, they, they remember that. They're petty. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it's their brand. It's everything to them. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. But Jamal's got a good sense of humor. And, you know, I'm sure if the full clip was shown, he knows what he said. And I don't think he's reading too much into it. And, you know, again, it's a talking point for three days. And now it's on to the Texans. And Bucks are on to whomever they're playing this next week. Yeah, because because I I dude, I trash the media a little bit, but Easy when I now. do, but when I do, like you know how many tweets I deleted because of you, because I don't want people to think that I'm trashing all the media. Like you, people like you, people. There's a lot. First of all, not just you, but there's a lot of good media. Ninety nine percent of the media is good. Like not not most of the guys are good, but when they take clips like that, it it, it drives me nuts. It drives me at the wall because, like, dude, I just just just. So, it, it pisses so me off. Interesting. So technically from like when you're part of a network, you have to adhere to NFL video rights. So a lot of these television shows, what they're doing now is instead of providing all of these video clips, they're just doing commentary because they can't put the video online because the NFL owns the rights to it. So we're getting these quote unquote, you know, talking heads, opinion guys, and you'll find former players and they just go back and forth to say crazy stuff. Like, you know, and, Shannon, and, and you know, I mean, you know, you know who they are, Skip Bayless. Yeah, uh, dude, Skip Bayless, dude, dude, he Steve, drives me. Stephen A. Smith, good dude. I mean, that that dude is the highest paid guy at ESPN. I think he's. Dude, like I actually like a Stephen year. A. Smith, and not yeah. just because he's a big Aaron Rodgers guy, because a lot of what he says, I, I I I don't agree with. But dude, I like I like his energy. First of all, I like anyone that yeah. has energy. Like Skip Bayless is the old man. He throws stuff in the trash. First of all, you know when he always throws the cowboy hats in the trash you know that trash can's not really there there's a microwave he lives in like a 20 billion dollar house he's got like a microwave in his counter on the anyways but yeah let's talk some basketball real quick before i i let you out of here because i know you want to watch a baseball game but like Giannis, no i get a lot of people talking shit to me lately Giannis is leaving milwaukee dude trade Trade this and that. Like, is Giannis getting traded, and is he staying in Milwaukee if he doesn't? Well, so he's got one year left on his deal before he can get the super max, which is right in the neighborhood of two hundred and fifty million dollars. Uh, I, I can only imagine. Like, I don't even know what that amount of money would be like. Um, it, it really, I mean, management has told him that they're willing to spend into the luxury tax to bring in another piece, and you know, we've seen in recent years that you need three pieces uh, to to win. And the Lakers did it with two of the top five players in the league, and it's a bubble situation. So I, I think once the Bucks hit the bubble, like they just weren't the same team. So I think if this were a normal season, I think the Bucks are going to be a champions. Uh, I don't know if, you know, Middleton's the guy. They definitely miss Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, I heard that they were interested in going after Boban. Um, so we'll see. I, I think you need some ESPN, man. Those, those are some <laughs> sexy letters right there. Those are good four letters. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I think Milwaukee is a basketball town, but it's the smallest market in the NBA. And it's hard to compete against teams 
like L.A., you know, for a baseball reference, the movie Moneyball, you know, with the Oakland A's, I think that someone can relate to. That's what you have to do even as, as the Brewers with David Stearns. And they got to do a little bit of that in Milwaukee. Uh, you know, but Giannis is the best player on the planet. And it's hard to not justify spending whatever you can when you got a guy like that because the goal is to win championships. And if you're not going to spend the money, then you're not there to compete for championships. You know, what are you doing? And, yeah, uh, and I, I agree with that. It's like, but dude, like, I'm not a big basketball guy. Like, I, I support all Wisconsin teams, like always. But like, I'm not. I'm like, even a Brewers. Like, I'm not a big Brewer. I'm the most fair weather Brewer friend ever. I like, I, I'm not a bandwagon because I don't jump. If I watch baseball, I'm watching the Brewers. But like, I don't really watch until they start doing good. Because <laughs> like, not with football with the Packers, like, I, I I don't miss a Packer game. I'll call in sick. I'll do what I got to do. But, like, with baseball and basketball, well, basketball I'll watch because my kids are really big into it. So, uh, but like, I, I I don't want Giannis to leave. Like, dude. No one does. They got to they gotta figure it out. They got to figure yeah. it out. Get them some help. You know, like, I agree. I think if it was a regular season, the Bucks would have been in position to win the championship. But, like, it's, it's weird. I, I, I think a lot of it just comes off like defeating like of uh Man, Pfizer was rocking. I mean, yeah. they should have won that series in the Eastern Conference Finals a year ago. I was there for all that. That Pfizer is a special place, but you know, you got to close out those games and then obviously with all the injuries, Golden State fell apart. You know, they would have been in a chance when Toronto won. Uh, you know, but they had the experience back. That was that was the team. Uh, so we'll see and I'm curious with the late start. I was been hearing NBA is going to start, you know, kind of right around Christmas time instead of the normal, you know, last week of October, first week of November. So it's been COVID weird times. I'm just grateful that we have sports, that we got stuff going on and we get to do stuff like this. And, you know, we're not sitting here watching reruns of MASH. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, I like MASH, Josh. Don't you come on my show disrespecting MASH. I've seen (laughs) You've seen them all a hundred times. I know, I know. But I mean, like. How many more times can you watch The Office? Yeah, yeah. first of all, Office is great, too. You're yeah, naming them. Great. Hey, I want to ask you one last question. I'm going to throw this comment up here, and then I'll let you get back to your baseball game. Yeah. All right? Someone's got to go. What's your biggest tip for someone going into jur- journalism? Not me. Someone good. Oh, you're great. <laughs> what are you talking about? My biggest tip. Um, my biggest tip is definitely be yourself. Don't try to be anyone else. You have to be authentic. And credibility is all you have as a journalist. So be truthful, do the right things, and continue just to reach out to people. Start something like this, you know, start an Instagram account. And remember, when you start on social media, you remember to do social media with the idea in mind that you're doing social media for the job that you want, not the job that you currently have. So if you're a student in college, you know, I don't want to see any red cups. We all were there. We talked about Edward Forty Hands. We can share those stories, but that doesn't need to be presented in public. So do your social media for the job that you want and try to get to know athletes. Try to formulate your own opinions and just start, man. It started me holding like a hairbrush talking in front of a a mirror, something like this before there were even, you know, cell phones like this back in the old flip phone days with a razor and all that. I know some of you hopefully know what I'm talking about. And then just get started and then continue to reach out to people and just start building a Rolodex. And then I eventually you'll put together a resume tape and or clippings of things that you've written. You just got to get started and just start doing it and reaching out to people. And it's like an inverted pyramid. The more you do it, you know, the more that you will grow and the more resources that you'll have. I mean, shoot, Matt, I remember when you first started out, 
You know, and we threw you on as a ref at the, uh, <laughs> you know, green and gold charity softball game as an ump. And I did horrible. No, you did great. But I mean, like, think about all the experiences you've had. And, and oh, no, no. I, 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 I totally agree with that. No, I, I totally agree with just start. So, but you mentioned no red solo cup. So you're saying that, like, I'm out as a journalist because I get drunk most of the time. No, see, <laughs> you're in this, like, awesome niche. You know, yeah. where you can you can play the the drunk Wisconsinite and tell people to drink yeah. Wisconsinably and you know stare at them with one eye and put the zebra stripes <laughs> on and you know throw challenge flags. I, I'm here for it all. I would love to do that. Well, I, I can't I can't be that guy. I would love to be Bob Menner and, and talk about the shitbag titty fuck of the week, you know, but I can't say that on TV. No, that's the thing with me, like dude, like dude, I just have fun. Like I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be Josh Moser. I'm not trying to be uh Whatever. Right. It's got to be you. Yeah, a lot of these you. guys. There's so many great professional people who cover the Packers. I always People always tell me, like, oh, you cover the Packers. Like, no, I don't cover the Packers. I cover the people covering the Packers. And I have them. I have the smart but, people like you come on yeah, my but show. that's and, the best part. And, and, and I drink beer. Going back going back to the, the kid, you know, when I was in college, I was a college athlete. And, you know, when I was done, it's like, you know, how do I maintain this identity? It's just who I was. You know, but the sooner you realize that you're a journalist and you need to know your audience and you're not the, the players are going to be the players. And for me now, I'm, I'm 33. You know, a lot of the NFL guys are younger than me now. And, you know, as fun as it is to talk about Fortnite and Netflix, and <laughs> Tinder, you know, whatever, like I'm that's not me. You know, I can't you know, anymore. And so it's really about the people that you get to meet, the experiences that you have. And, you know, as you realize you know, as much as you love these players and it's great to interact with them, the Packers are always going to be the Packers. And we've seen how many people wear number 87. You know, it's weird seeing Jay Sternberger out there. I mean, you think Jordy Nelson and you have. Yeah. And it's about the people that you watch the games with and the memories you have at the tailgate and the food that you get to eat. And if the Packers win, you know, while you do remember the game, it's also like, oh, man, I was sitting there with Matt when I watched Rodgers throw his. Oh, yeah. 900 touchdown. And, and you'll have that moment forever. And, you know, the players will be with the players and even the media. You know, there's a separation. But, you know, it's about, you know, basically the people. My favorite story, real quick, before I get out of here, uh, there's a family I met. And they had five generations of people in their basement. So, obviously, Wisconsin people, you know, have kids early, you know, early 20s, sometimes <laughs> earlier. But yeah, I five <laughs> generations. So, from six months up to 75 years old. And like, and there's like 30 of them all, like all watching football on a Sunday, watching a Packer game. Like I would live for that. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that, we can replicate that. But like what you said about like, it, it's about the memories. Like I was at four games last year and it was four wins. Like, I, I don't remember like the games, like the play wise. They were all wins by the way. Yeah. But I like Preston Smith's family came and found me. Like his brother recognized yeah. me and he was like, yo, you're Matt Ramage. Uh, and then his mom was there, and she's like, "Thank you so much for supporting my son." And like, I was like, I was first of all, I was hammered. I was yeah. drunk as shit, and I'm talking to Preston Smith's mom, so I'm trying to act normal. I'm like, "Oh, hello, ma'am." And uh, no, but like, it's not even just because it's Preston Smith's family, but like people that come and say, "Hey, can I take a picture at you?" People come up and like, "Hey, I, I bought you, I bought you a beer, or I bought you nachos." Like they recognize me. Are you a local dude, celeb, man? Dude, that is like what it is for me. Like meet all the people, all the Packer fans I tailgated with. Like people are like, "Hey, you want to drink a beer over here?" I'm like, "Yes, I do." Man, so, that's what it's about. I mean, I don't even remember what game it was, but I remember coming and finding you in the stands, and we sat for a quarter, 
drinking some yeah. beer. You know, it was a great memory. I couldn't tell you who they were playing, what yeah, sport it was, like, like what, you know. But, I mean, I remember, you know, me and you just chilling in the stands, taking in a game, and, and that's what it's all about. I got a selfie of that. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 did, I did not look good in that selfie. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's a moment, you know, and hopefully many more to come. No, for sure. No, that, that that's what it's about. It's not just the football. It's about the whole atmosphere, the people you meet, all this shit. Family, fans, like, I love it. Hey, I appreciate taking time. I'm going to let you get back to your baseball game. I know you got to get back to work. I got to jet back to the station. So Fox 11, everybody in Green Bay area is going to be on right after the World Series. We're going to talk a little Packers. So hear from Aaron Rodgers. And uh, we're going to do a little high school game time. We got a little uh, big game this week, West Pier and Xavier. So uh, we'll, we'll get you updated. You know, everyone local, Fox 11, he's a Fox 11 sports record. The Moe's knows on uh, all his socials. If you need a link, hit me up. I, I don't have no banners because I'm not really good at this podcast thing, and I, I, I'm all over the place. Hey, you but, keep drinking and, and sleep well, man. It's, it's, a, it's a great Wednesday I got to work at 3.45 in the morning. <laughs> I'm a baller, Josh. All right, Fox 11, everyone. Check out my man, the Moe's knows. I appreciate you stopping by, man. Anytime, man. Have See a good night. All right, so everybody, <laughs> this is a kind of a wild ass little podcast. But it, if you missed the the earlier, uh, we had a chat with uh, Jacob Westendorf. I think his name is. Uh, this will be live on my podcast tomorrow. But uh, appreciate uh, Jacob stopping by. Shout out to uh, Game on Wisconsin. Shout out to Josh Moser, Fox Eleven Sports Director. So tune in to Fox 11 night uh, after the World Series. I didn't know the World Series was on. I'm not a big baseball guy. <clears throat> oh, shit. Excuse me. Let me crack this beer. I'm a little buzzed up. You guys got any questions before I end this thing? <laughs> this is going to be on my podcast tomorrow. Hey, shout out to Mark Deaton. All right. Great podcast. I'm not sure if it was great. I had some great guests, though. You know, It's funny because like I, I had a podcast planned, and then I, I get to drinking. Uh, guests didn't didn't line up the way I thought they would, but I got to get better at preparing my shit. I I really do because I but I got Corey Benke jumping on the podcast and she's had TV. First of all, let's do some shout outs here. Let me give a little quick shout out. Shout out to Cheesehead TV. Shout out to Corey Benke, Aaron Nagler. You guys know uh, came on my podcast wall a little bit back. Uh, Corey Benke's gonna jump on next week, dude. I love me some Corey Benke because he calls out people. <laughs> Corey Banky will call up people from the media that do shady shit like uh clickbait shit. So shout out to Corey Banky. All right. <laughs> I'm having my podcast next week. We're we're gonna drink some beers and we're gonna do some shit. All right. Uh shout out to the Drew Cave on Instagram. Shout out to Senior Cheesehead, the Green Bay guy, my boy. Uh you know, dude, I just gotta give some shout outs, you know what I mean? I'm I'm gonna wrap this thing up. Uh oh, Alex Strofe. Shout out to Alex Strofe. Someone said that. Shout out to Alex Strofe. Alex Strofe is my favorite people, all right? He's one of my favorite people to talk football with. I love me some Alex Strofe. He's another another member of Game on Wisconsin. Game on Wisconsin does some great shit, all right? They do some great shit. Dude, they're working that shit. Let me drink this beer, and we're going to get the hell out of here. Who else do you guys want to give a shout out to? We're going to do Edward 40 Hands. <laughs> Mark Deaton wants to do Edward 40 Hands with me. I'll do that shit, you know what I mean? I just got to right, find the right 40. I haven't drank a 40 in a long ass time, Mark. You got to understand, right? All right, I think I'm going to get the hell out of this thing pretty quick here. Uh, 
let me uh let me find this damn thing. All right. Uh all right, where we go here. I think I'm out this thing. Hey, I appreciate y'all tuning in. Rambling Matt Ramage. If you missed it, check it out. Rambling Matt on your Instagram. Uh, we got Spotify, iTunes, all that damn shit. So appreciate y'all tuning in. <laughs> go pack, go baby. We back next week. You're listening to the Rambling Matt Ramage podcast. Let's go. Oh, yeah, I forgot to end the broadcast. <laughs> I'm drunk.